welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Hello and welcome to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and each week on the show, I bring you the leading edge of health and healing. There are so many remarkable things going on in the healing space today. And as I read the research, I look over several dozen studies every every month. I write research. It is so remarkable the kinds of resources we have available to us that we just haven't had available to us in such an easy way in the past. I, I was so struck talking to a friend of mine recently, and his name is Shepard Hoodwin. He and I were in a spiritual community when we were teenagers, so a long, long time ago. And he was saying to me as he was reflecting on his meditation practice, as he was reflecting on all the healing modalities he uses, he said, you know, Dawson, I have these physical symptoms and I've been helped so much on my pathway of emotional and physical healing by all these things we have available today. And I think back to my parents. My parents didn't have those things. They just suffered. They didn't know about any of this stuff. And they thought that conventional medicine was all it is, and they were wound up you know, ending their lives on multiple prescriptions. We have this rich tapestry of methods available to us nowadays, and using them, using the techniques and using the methods and getting into the ideas we have on high-energy health can really make a huge difference in your well-being. So I am so delighted that you are making this show part of your reality, making it part of your routine. And it's also delightful, just look at the numbers of people listening and watching, and they are going up dramatically week by week, month by month. So many people are now making high-energy health a part of what they do to care for themselves, to love themselves, put themselves in that state of consciousness in which all kinds of shifts and miracles are possible. So thank you for being one of those people. Thank you for being in that space. You're going to have such a wonderful time with my two guests today. They are both well-known authorities in the healing field, and they're also close friends. Dr. Eric Pearl is the acclaimed author of the bestseller, The Reconnection. And Gillian Fleer is Eric's teaching partner and head of development for their company, The Reconnection LLC. Through powerful workshops, seminars, and trainings, they have offered the Reconnected Healing Experience in over 100 countries. They have also co-authored a book called The Direct Path to Healing, a trinity of energy, light, and information. It shows just how simple healing can be, how available it is. It doesn't require complex techniques, depth of knowledge, or time-consuming practices. And you're going to love sharing that space with them. You can discover more about their work at their website, thereconnection.com. Eric and Jillian, I'm beyond excited that you're here today. Hi, Dawson. Can you hear us? 
or somehow feel something which really is ultimately just receiving. And in my receiving came the other person's receiving, comes everyone's receiving. So in our receiving of healing is not only my receiving, you're receiving, the people you love receiving, the people you like receiving, is even the people you can't stand at all receiving. And this began the unveiling. So in the beginning, when Hay House asked me to write that first book, The Reconnection, I wrote it the way I saw it then. And now with all of the light cast and shared through Jillian and my life and my own healing evolving, the things I've let go of, the things I've allowed myself to recognize, Jillian and I spent a good seven years or so, seven or eight years, really formulating this book, The Direct Path to Healing, so that you are able to see, find, recognize, and be you. So we stop looking at it as if we're going to become enlightened, and we suddenly discover that the enlightenment that we already are is what becomes revealed to us. Yeah, you you really make that very clear in the book that it's who we are, it's innate to us, it's there. We don't have to make it happen. We don't have to employ a technique or learn anything that we simply have to actually get our minds and our beliefs out of the way. And Jillian, I'm curious, you know, I've never actually asked you this before, but what was your first experience of reconnect feeling yourself? So Eric and I collided. It's funny, it's auspicious day, actually, today in 2012. That was our collision at the Miami Circle. I was there with a gathering for the 13 indigenous grandmothers who were there in a celebration around, uh, if we remember back to the significance of the 2012 sort of archetypal moment, spiritual moment, and very, a lot of synchronicity. Eric was holding a program that was just behind the Miami Circle. And I can't really tell you a lot about it other than me and a friend decided to drop in on the public Friday night because we had been in, in sort of indoctrinated into healing possibility. This friend of mine had a, he was an NCAA swimmer and had a very long issue with range of motion that had been surgically repaired by locking the shoulder joint into place. It's called a putty plat surgery. And it was sort of, it's antiquated now. We don't treat these kinds of things that way, but it did the reverse of what you would think. It limited the range of motion so that it didn't dislocate. And so he said, let's just go. I keep seeing these interesting videos where people are having this instantaneous (laughs) range of motion change. And there was about 800 people in that public Friday night that evening. And Eric had asked for a volunteer Many hands went up, but of the 800 people, this friend of mine was selected. And he raised the one hand that he could raise. (laughs) (laughs) It was by nature. He was a bit of a heckler anyway, the sort of his personality. So I was, you know, sat back thinking, oh, poor guy on the stage. (laughs) Here it comes, if you will. And interestingly enough, the way healing, true healing happens is when, in a way, this dissolving of what we perceive and conceive and experience as time and space truly falls away. And it's not metacognitive. It's not something we do in a metacognitive way. So in this very instantaneous moment, this friend of mine regained full range of motion, which was 
really quite rare, unusual, and certainly would cause the average person, even the medical person, to sort of go into an inquiry about how does that happen? So that was our first collision. And I will say a thank you in the book line after this public presentation was, I think, a kind of a cosmic collision for us. It was a unsearchable and unspeakable moment that some might say is quite divine, but it cracked a door, a small portal into what has and what became almost immediately curiosity to share and evolve together this direct path to healing. As it is understood through this approach, there are many approaches, but this approach, the reconnective healing approach, really is the most direct path in a way. So that's how we met, collided. Here we are 10 years later. There are a lot of approaches. Really, the concept of practices in healing is to ultimately allow for the dissolving of practice itself as we become our own healing. So many um, techniques bring us closer and closer, and that's wonderful. But as Rupert Spira and others would say, the purpose of technique is to self-dissolve, as I'm sure you share with some of your own students. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you make that point in various ways in the book. And that takes a lot of a big conceptual leap for most people because they, for one thing, people who are not doing well, people who are sick, people who are suffering, maybe people who've been dealing with a chronic disease or condition, they don't perceive the source of healing in themselves. They do perceive it in someone else. And then the, the someone else they go to might perceive the source of healing in them. So what you're doing is asking people to really, really consider the possibilities beyond that model. And maybe that model got us so far, but the, the book is powerful in, in, in just inviting us to look at a way of healing and, and being in a space where not seeing ourselves as that limited person. And if we're the practitioner, we're not seeing ourselves as a source of healing. I think what the, the direct path also invites us to do, to use that beautiful word of yours, invitation, is to look in the mirror and not look at what is at just what is reflecting back to us, but to see through that illusion, to look inside and see who it is that we are. And for some, that can be unsettling. And for others, it's wide open, but there's a centeredness, there's a peace, there's an ease in standing in the seeming chaos the, of the unknown that invites you to view it either from fear or from awe and wonder. And I think one of the unique and beautiful parts about the human design, you know, this, and I'll speak a little bit in, 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 in the way that you also share, Dawson, this localization that we are in the body, in the body-mind. But no matter how captivated or absorbed in our everyday life experience, you know, something in us knows that we are more than that. And so a lot of what the direct path to healing does is it opens the door simply to just that inquiry. And that inquiry of touching reality that is not perceived through just our senses, taste, touch, sight, sound, which is the very localization. It, it is the allowance of the world to uh, be imagined and to be expressed. But at some point, 
we come to recognize that there isn't really a world out there, that this world lives within us, which must mean that it can't be all of what we are. And fortunately, even the simple exercise, the simple play, some might call it a technique of I am, the knowing of this, just I am, doesn't require anything from the cognitive, the body, the mind to be validated or to be in the recognition of. And it's quite special when we can approach uh, healing at, 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 at its, I'm going to say it's most familiar, most intimate, yet utterly impersonal, but most intimate starting point. It, it's, it's almost like we start at the conclusion and we never leave there. And in the direct path to healing, we play with that. We play with that deeply in the way that we know, which is energy, light, and information. We call it God, love, infinite intelligence, source, all that is, whatever name by which you wish to assign being. I call it being, just pure being. Yeah, that's what we are exploring. And, you know, again, looking into the I am to see where it takes you, the looking into is the technique. The letting go of the looking into because you're there is the release of the technique. So it, it's like yeah. Rupert Spira and others would say, the journey to God, <laughs> or whatever word you want, takes a little bit, you know, but the, once you're there, you're off the journey and the journey in God is something very much entirely different. But the funny thing is people could be saying, well, you know, here's a whole lot of concept, concept, concept. I want, what's this have to do with healing? I want to be able to heal. I want to heal myself. I want to heal my mother. I want to heal my friends. The world. And ultimately, the ability to look at this, to reflect upon this, whether it's it's the concept we use with the metaphor of the mirror and looking deep within, or just the beingness to explore this, is the portal, the doorway into our own healing. It's what allows us to receive this healing. And we don't even need to look at it cerebrally, thinking that way. During the reconnective healing experience, everything from external experience of upset and anger and desire and this, that, and the other sort of falls away. And the only experience you're having is that glimpse of the infinite beingness that you are. And in there, in that, is where lies our healing in all the desires and the externals and the attempts at doing this. As they fall away, we become the healing we've been looking for, which ultimately is the happiness that you've always been deep inside. I think a good starting step, Dawson, because I think you bring up something really essential, which is if I perceive myself as a person, separate and distinct, and I have a fear, a concern, a physical problem, a mental problem, an emotional problem, a financial problem, it is the tendency of my body and mind to do whatever it takes to resolve that. And we are complex chemistry. But one of the nice starting places is we might begin to just think about in everyday life, we emphasize experience at the expense of being. In meditation or prayer, we emphasize being perhaps at the expense of experience. And in the reconnective healing <laughs> sessions, that same thing, experience falls away and we are simply being. 
Mm, that's a powerful point. And so in the reconnecting experience, we are being, we're being with whoever is in front of us, we're being with ourselves, being present with you all that is, and that is the space of healing. And again, that is such a, such a simple yet radical idea, and you explain it so beautifully in this book. We're going to go to a break right now. We'll be right back in a moment. But for more on Eric and Julian's work, go to their website, thereconnection.com. Thereconnection.com for more on the direct path to healing, their workshops, and all the other wonderful things they have to offer, including their online course. Go to the website. And again, come back and join us in a moment. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome to High Energy Health. My name is Dawson Church. I'm so glad you're here taking care of yourself, elevating your awareness, filling your life with positive media, positive messages, positive information, positive inspiration. And doing that takes deliberation. I know like I read the news every day for a little while and then I go read positive news. And I remember just running in to see my wife the other day. She was sitting in the armchair doing something. I ran in from the other room saying, guess what, darling? There's this giant coral reef in the South Pacific that they've just discovered is bouncing back and flourishing. There is desalination plant that's now able to use recycled materials and, and produce desalinated water for places that need water. And I was just bubbling over with all the good news of that day. And there's always so much good news to focus on. And you, you by, by you being here, by you choosing high energy health, you're making that decision for positive media, positive information, positive messages, and you're loving and taking care of yourself. So make a habit of doing that. It's so well worth doing. We aren't denying, we aren't saying that all of that stuff isn't there. We aren't trying to ignore what's going on in the world, but we're making sure we include everything going on in the world, including all the reasons to be joyful, happy, optimistic, and at peace. So this show is part of it, and I'm so glad you're here. For more on Eric and Jillian's work, go to their website, thereconnection.com, and their new book is called The Direct Path to Healing. Jillian and Eric, in the book, in the very first part of the book, you use this wonderful analogy of us being parable, like a Bluetooth device, to what you call it. <laughs> the universe, divine intelligence, those fields of energy, light, and information, and that's just such a powerful concept that it's there, whether we pair it or not, is up to us. And when we do, all kinds of magic happens. So go and just, just let's explore that analogy for a bit. It'll also show how when you pair it to it, that healing just happens around you. It's a really beautiful example to use. And at the same time, it's in a bit of an accommodation. And I just want to clarify that because Eric's going to explain the metaphor here. On the other hand, I want us to be aware that when we think of pairing with something, we are already establishing a subject and an object. And in some ways, that gives us a very comfortable way to, again, conceive and, and perceive, perceive our experiences. So the idea of pairing to something so that it is activated is, is, is a good analogy, but in essence, in the truth and in its reality, we are the source always. We are ever-present, irreducible, always whole. We are that which is all that is. And yet that awesomeness 
has to give something up in order to localize, to become what we'll call experience, this body-mind experience. So in a way, our capacity to pair up like a Bluetooth pairs with its source in some ways is, is, again, is an upside down metaphor because we are always on. We are never off. But the recognition, just think of it when you go to turn your Wi-Fi on or you turn your Wi-Fi off, right? There's an activity, there's an action, but the Wi-Fi is always going. Yes. I mean, it, it isn't that all of a sudden you're turning Wi-Fi on everywhere. No, you're activating the experience that you are looking to move into some activity, some content. So we want to be, we want to rest a little bit with this idea. And so go ahead. You, you want to elaborate? So, first of all, everything that is talked about in words is an accommodation because words <laughs> are of form. Yes. And the concept we're working with, we're describing here is the form list. So words tell you this microphone feels like this, and my hair feels like this, and the color of something is that, and the texture of something is that, and the smell is that. And yet we're speaking about the wordless. So in the concept of, of a Bluetooth, one item pairs with another, and there's a receiving that goes on. Ultimately, with human beings, there's a receivership that comes on. The illusion is that it's between one person and another. The reality is that there's no separation or differentiation that makes it one person and another. The entire concept of otherness disappears. So how can we see something happening and call it an illusion? Well, the first part begins with understanding that illusions are not non-existent. Illusions are real. They're just not what they appear to be. What's an early example of this? You're taking a family trip down a long, hot road across, you know, New Mexico in the summer with your family and someone looks way down the road and you see water. It's an illusion. But does that mean it's not real? Well, the other people in their family are also seeing that same mirage, that same illusion. So it exists, but you get there and it's not the water. It's not actually a Bluetooth thing. Yet the communication is that way. So there is a receivership that allows everyone to be in reception. How do you best describe the Bluetooth thing when you talk about it? I, I think it's just that from the point of view and perspective of Jillian, the person, I turn on my Bluetooth to make connection happen. It allows my email to come in. It allows my Zoom to go on. It allows my phone to work. But cognitively, I have uh, determined a pathway that is essentially opposite to the reality. So the reality here would be there is infinite, ever-present, continuous source, love, truth, beauty, perfection, God. And we, in the mind, through the brain, are capable of parceling these uh, moments, we'll say, these activities, the content of our life, the knowing of ourself into these segments. And they're important because if we were actually capable of experiencing all that is, we would combust, we would dissolve, couldn't actually do that. So in a way, the Bluetooth allows us to wear sort of this little VR headset if you will. And throughout our experience in body, we have the capacity to switch it on, 
and switch it off. Now, what's important here is the recognition, the realization that it isn't ever a, there isn't ever a scarcity. There isn't ever a scarcity of healing or wholeness. Right. There's only the experience, perception, belief. So through neuroscience, meditation, through the pathless path, in this case, the direct path, we are all as these finite beings, these beautiful emanations called people, all 11 billion of us, starting to become metacognizant gently because we can't perceive what is unperceivable, but we are starting to explore this capacity to know not that we are turning the lifeline to anything and everyone on and off, but that we are obscuring it simply through thoughts, beliefs, perceptions, taste, touch, sound. And in that, I would say reality, the one reality, I am you, you are me, Dawson. There is, we are one being, but that reality, knowing that when I am glimpsing that, that freedom, that that gratitude that we think is a feeling is really source, all that is sort of moving into the foreground of our experience, right? Absolutely. Jenny, hold that thought. We have to go to a break right now. But when we're not obscuring it, it's there. It moves into the foreground and we'll, we'll pick that up after a break. So you're listening to High Energy Health. For more on Eric and Jillian's work, go to the website, thereconnection.com. We'll be right back after a break. Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing the wonderful sense of being that we're experiencing now with Eric and Jillian. For more on their work, go to the website, thereconnection.com. We can be in that state. And in the book, you use analogies. You say that, that we're, we're summoned to it sometimes involuntarily. We're just there when we watch a beautiful sunset, when we're feeling our toes in the sand of the beach, and when we're just at times dropping all of the ways of being, all of the distractions that keep us out of that place. And then suddenly we're there. And then how do you get to the point? How do you move from that, that little flash, that little glimpse you've had to inhabiting that state as a um, as a matter of everyday experience. I want to give a, a one example of what a glimpse might be in maybe something a little more colorful. Think of it this way. It is when a ripple in the water recognizes it's not a ripple. It is the ocean. <laughs> it's when we pick up a drop of water and try to put it into our pocket and carry it away. So it, it is felt sense of our being. Yeah, Ruby said that we aren't a drop in the ocean of being. He said that we are the drop in which the ocean of being resides. <laughs> That's, that is reality. Right. And that is also the key to healing. And first, we want to understand there is no key that one is a key for the healing facilitator and one is the key for the client or the healing recipient. Whatever the key, the insight is, applies to both if we just step back three feet and allow ourselves to see this. So what happens, as we spoke about removing distraction for a moment earlier, 
When we allow ourselves to be present, for me, can just give you insights into me. And as they apply, we receive as and hear as best as possible. I allow myself a sense, a kinesthetic sense. To me, mm-hmm. it's like a feeling. Feeling is listening with a different sense. It's a it's just a, a recognition. Um, but also then even letting that go, there's a presence. Now presence means it allows me to be one with it's it's in a in a sense it appears that you could say it, it's the reunification of humanity the physical with humanity the spiritual to be with to breathe with to observe to notice to be in that state of witnessing where you're neither the witness nor or the witnessed but you are witnessing in itself you are observation itself and in that I feel, I sense, I'm one with. There's no focus on the outcome of the healing because that places me into the future. There's no focus on what if the healing doesn't work or doesn't come about the way the person should because that places me into the future. There's no thinking back of what if I'd done this before with someone else and that didn't happen because the past brings me out of the present. There is simple beingness, and in that willingness to just be and let go of all of the what-ifs or what-thens, you recognize that you are one with being, one with that person, one with everyone. And so whatever I feel, I am receiving. I cannot send a healing. When Jillian or I do even reconnective healing distance sessions for people around the world, we're not sending the healing to the UAE or, you know, or to Arizona. <laughs> we are receiving and my receiving is your receiving. So I was just having this conversation with someone I did a session for um, today or yesterday. And I said, look, just stand up for a moment and stood up. I said, now, what I want you to do is take a step toward yourself. And he paused and then he left. Because I know you're sitting here going, what direction should I step in? Whatever direction we step in, we're stepping away from ourselves. I can't send something to myself unless I go to the UPS office. So my willingness to receive is my listening, is my presence, all distraction gone. It evaporates. All the thought about, should I do this sequence next or that sequence next? evaporates all the shoulds, the shouldn'ts. Ultimately, in the resonance of the energy, light, and information of reconnective healing, everything is disappearing. You're giving everything away. And just when you think you've given everything away you possibly can, give away more because you can't give away too much because all you're doing in giving away is clearing what's not allowing us to recognize the beingness, which cannot be given away. It's not something that can be lost or left. It's who we are. And therein is our healing and being one with everyone else. Therein is their healing and everyone's healing. And you know what? It's so simple. People are going, well, in in your training program, the Reconnected Healing Training Programs, or, or in the book, in the Direct Path to Healing, what are you teaching? And obviously, Dawson, from reading it, you understand what you're receiving. But the point is, there's no doing this. Yes. There are no next steps because there's no first step to being. 
yeah you're just you're being and that's the that is the space in which that that healing happens it's pretty powerful when you make that point i'd love to have you share in the last segment coming up some of the stories that are in the book or from your experience of people with whom you've worked and how this actually plays out because it's remarkable what happens and also want to make sure we cover in the next segment the whole idea of what happens with distance in in this that was particularly fascinating to me when i read the book so please stay tuned we'll be right back after a break my name is dawson church for more on eric and jillian's work go to the website thereconnection.com we'll be right back after a break Hello and welcome back to High Energy Health. I'm your host, Dawson Church, and I'm so grateful you're here and you're prioritizing your well-being by sharing with us today. For more on Eric and Jillian's work, go to their website, thereconnection.com, and their new book is called The Direct Path to Healing. One of the really unusual things you talk about in the book is how reconnective healing's effects seem to not drop off with distance, but increase with distance. I mean, that's totally counterintuitive that, you know, you think if this is a field, if it's, there's a field effect and this field is, is, is emanating out from a healer or from a place that there'd be a drop-off effect. But you're saying the opposite happens, that it actually increases with distance. Go ahead and share about the experiences you've had, maybe an example as well of that really counterintuitive phenomenon. I think it's a, just to address the theory of energy, because you're right. Mechanics and the quantum physics of, of energy would sort of qualify that. The closer we are to something in the field, the stronger the currents or the stronger the reception, if you would. And this is a very curious part about energy, light, and information, which has sort of been part of our inquiry came about because of what we were witnessing, that uh, in person, the further off the body, the stronger the, we'll call it the dissolving of otherness, but the stronger the body's release, if you will, the physical uh, release would appear and um, quite counterintuitive. But in, in the real dissecting of this, what we come to understand is this. There's no more separation, if you will, between this and that. It's it, it, In the Tao, we would call it the still point, if you will. It's the center of the circle that one can see the infinite, we'll say, in all things. So every time we look to the left or the right, we are in time and space. We are in the horizontal. This approach reveals there is no horizontal. There is a vertical in a way. And I guess what we would suggest is that the vertical has, because it is present moment, there is no field. It is what precedes, comes before what we'll call the recognition of the field, mind to matter, subject to object. It is not contained in a state. There is no state. It's ever present. So something in what we refer to in colloquial language, again, another accommodation, energy, light, and information, is a dissolving agent. It is a dissolving agent of the state that our metacognizant uh, body-mind understands itself 
or is allows itself to be known as. And so as that dissolving agent sort of, I'm going to say, peels away, or as we said, uh, unobscures the vertical, uh, the, the horizontal, what we perceive as time and space, there is exponential healing, which would make sense. It would make sense that when we become source itself, not just in the recognition that that's what we are, not just philosophy, but when we become source itself as our felt sense, our felt experience, infinite potential so let, let me is the manifestation to, of it. Let me expand on that for a moment. Okay. Just to put it into um, experiential concept. So, you know, I mean, I, I found out from distance when I, I had a, I was, was walking, I had multiple rooms in my old chiropractic office and I would be doing reconnective healing session in multiple rooms and I'd walk down the hallway and I'd peek in the doors and I'd stand out in the hallway. I'd move my hands and I'd see their bodies responding in stronger, different ways. When I first went to the University of Arizona and invited to do a study program, then they tested with a, a machine that would measure distance. I forget what the machine was called but you could set your hands at one inch, three inch, six inch differences. And we did that. And then I sat down across the room and I'm talking to the researchers and I'm moving my hand just conversationally and the machine's going off the record. So we're seeing what that is. But ultimately, what does that really mean to healing itself? And this is where it's exciting. The dissolving agent in our different Reiki's and Shigong's and techniques, they are, you know, here, these Reiki aspects of energy and these and these Shigong's and these Jinshin's and all these different ones, these little encompassed encasings, they start to dissolve, which answered the question that we, we knew the answer to, but it sort of answered the how. How is it that once you learn reconnective healing, you suddenly have the gifts of all the energy healing techniques if you've never even heard about them or read about them? Because what you're reconnecting is healing itself. You're disappearing those different gorgeous membranes that hold in different aspects of the energy field as they dissolve. All of healing comes becomes one again with us we become one with it so as a dissolving agent the energy light and information once we allow ourselves to receive this ultimately there's no more doing that we need to find and the receiving brings us the gift of all of healing that is not just energy healing because as we know energy gets weaker with distance we know this through quantum physics but the energy light and information is an is an infinite field of which energy is only a part. So as we allow ourselves to expand into the infinite, everything becomes infinite. The limitations of weakness vanish. doesn't get weaker with distance. Everything expands. Healing like love is the shared experience of our beingness in this universe. You can't technique your way into love. You can't have limitations or parts of love and not other. There is just one. There is just love. I'm so grateful to the two of you and your work. And, you know, actually, whenever I think of you or tap into you and occasionally we text each other or email each other, I feel you. I feel in that space with you. I feel the connection. I feel the expansion. I'm so grateful that you're doing what you're doing, not just on that outer level, which is powerful, but on the inner level as well. And 
representing and embodying this so beautifully through your beautiful selves and your beautiful work. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so thank grateful. You. I know we will keep on Love playing. You. And thank you for all that you and share. <laughs> and thank you for all that you share in your books uh, and with your teaching. Yeah, what a joy. You've been listening to High Energy Health. Thanks for being here. Come here every single week. I look forward to seeing you then. All the best. Till next time. Bye.